smokers. Today's guest is a good friend of our show, and uh, his name is Dave Plemons. Dave, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me, Jack. Great to be here. Uh, we're glad you're here, Dave. Uh, you know, this episode uh, is a movie called Waterworld. Uh, Dave, you a couple weeks ago came to me and said, let's do Waterworld. Why did you choose Waterworld? Well, you know, Jack, this is the, uh, this is the quintessential horrible movie done by a Oscar-winning uh, director, producer, Creator, uh-huh. he's everything, etc. His name's yes. on a lot of stuff, yes. right? Kevin Costner. And speaking of Kevin Costner, <clears throat> uh, who, in this movie, otherwise known as Michael Bolton, yeah, he is very uh, seafaring, long hair wearing. Uh, he um, he has done great films, Dances with Wolves, um, Last of the Mohicans. That's not him. That's another long hair guy. Dance with, <laughs> that's, that's Daniel Day Lewis. Uh, what else? Oh God! Let's some other. Put me on the spot. Uh, Kevin Costner. Robin Hood, Prince Word of Association. Robin Hood, Prince, Prince of, Thieves. of Thieves. Of course, yes. Um, he's done The Guardian with Ashton Kutcher, which is like... It's not talk, a bad movie. But, but I'm going to tell you right now, you want to talk about a task and to show that Kevin Costner is that good, let's put the mannequin that is Ashton Kutcher and have him drag <laughs> him around the set for a couple weeks. And it's in the water. And it is in the water. You know, and, and Kevin Costner obviously has lots of experience with movies in the water. He was already. Because of this. <laughs> yes. Yes. Indeed. He already had a little bit of uh, he already had a little bit of experience. And so it was easy for him to do good on the Guardian. He knew what to fix. So uh, okay, so Waterworld is directed by a man they call uh, Kevin Reynolds. And Kevin Reynolds, um, has directed other great things. He did Hatfields and McCoys with Kevin Costner, and they have a little bit of contention, but they came back together to do Hatfields and McCoys. But before that, Kevin Costner and Kevin Reynolds did, uh, obviously, Waterworld. They also did, um, I'm forgetting the other one that was big that they did. Um, oh, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, I already said that one. Uh, this movie's written by a man named Peter Rader. Uh, he did the initial screenplay, and then uh, rewrites were done by David Twohai, which is his real name, maybe Tui, I don't know. Uh, and then also an <laughs> uncredited person that did rewrites on this is Joss Whedon, who you all know as the uh, director, mastermind behind the uh, Avengers movie. So, uh, and then produced by Kevin Costner, because when you can make more money, why not? Because it's it Kevin Costner. Yeah, it's Kevin Costner. Uh, release date was July 28, 1995. Uh, budget was $172 million. The gross box office was $264 million. And just reading a few things about this movie, uh, they basically said that it eventually, with home video and everything else, did actually break even. I know that it, the gross box office says it made more, but that doesn't mean anything. Uh, that They basically think it's, that it broke even, which is kind of funny. They don't have exact terms for movies. But uh, starring Kevin Costner, Dennis Hopper, who I liked, but he did win a Razzie for this role. Uh, and then... Uh, Gene Triplehorn, not just one horn, Dave, <laughs> not just two yes, horns. Yes, Gene Triplehorn, Triplehorn, and Indeed. then Tina Majorini, who you guys might know as Deb from uh, Glamour Shots with Deb uh, on uh, Napoleon Dynamite. All right, Dave. Oh. So you have thirty seconds. All right, to finish this synopsis, or 
the show is over. Okay. We're can't we're canceling this episode of the show. Right. And we're just gonna pack up and go home. We watch this movie for no reason. Ready? Thirty seconds, synopsis, and go. Okay, so in a world. I guess that's the, the guy that we thought was narrating, maybe in a world where there is a post apocalyptic flood world, there's no land in sight. Uh, everything is waterlogged. Every all you see is ocean everywhere. Um, there appear to be like the the Mad Max type um, nefarious ten, bad guys. Ten seconds. Okay. So then you, so then you get, so then you get this. Uh, there's this uh, 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 um, word on the street is there's a dry land somewhere, and uh, everybody is wondering about this mythical dry land. So. Basically, you've got the bad guys, and uh, they're trying to reach this dry land because apparently that's where all their dreams will come true, and it's up to Kevin Costner to, yeah. uh, to foil their plot. Okay. Oh, pretty good. Okay. Uh, 48 seconds. There. The beginning, right. the first 20 seconds, <laughs> uh, we're rough, but yeah, 48 right. seconds. All right. Good work. Okay. So um, now we're going to go back through the movie, and we're going to talk about, uh, from beginning to end, just the movie point by point. And uh, we're st- we start off, Dave said this in a synopsis, in a world, we were led with the narrator at first, and he does sound like the movie uh, it was in voiceover my, guy. In my words, it was, it was like um, the National Geographic high school film strip narration guy. Oh, gosh. Um, that's, that's what I thought. I thought yeah. I was sitting in science class in the ninth grade. When, polar, when I, polar bears yeah. are uh, yeah, yeah. running around. So, something something about uh, uh, carbon emissions? No, they weren't there yet. Uh, Sorry, no, yeah. that was twenty. Well, that was twenty years ago. He so didn't push. They, well, yeah. back then it would have been CFCs. <laughs> yeah. They would have said that in this movie, if they really wanted to point right. a finger, they would have said CFCs and not recycling. And it wasn't climate change yet. It was barely getting into global warming territory back then. So uh, right. what what do they say? They used they used a, a certain ice caps were melting. That's yes. yeah. That's what happened. The ice caps were melting. Well, thus, all the water. And back then, they would have said the. Uh, uh, what am I thinking of? Uh, oh, what's the uh, theory? There's a theory. The old theory. Uh, the oh greenhouse effect. Uh, yes, the you don't hear that effect. as much. <clears throat> the anymore. ozone's depleted. Why? Why don't yeah. we hear that as much, yeah. Dave? Yeah, I don't know. We've changed. That's a good question. We've, we've evolved. We've, we've progressed as a country. Now yes. we have other excuses <laughs> yeah. and other names for those excuses. Okay, so the ice caps have melted, and as you would expect, um, the ocean levels have just gone to astronomical levels. Later in the movie, spoiler alert, they, they swim underneath the ocean. You see uh, our, our old ruins. rusted out ruins. But right. they had to travel hundreds and hundreds of feet, it seemed like, it down into down into the ocean, uh, we did a little fact-checking, and, and some scientists had said that if all the polar ice caps melt, uh, the ocean levels would only go up inches, feet, around the world, really. 230 feet, okay, around the world, which isn't going to get, I mean, in middle America, where we're at now, I think we should be okay. <laughs> Our, uh, the city we're in, uh, I, think we are, I think we're at 1,400 feet above sea level. So we're safe. We're high and dry. There you go. Yeah. We're high and dry. And where this podcast originates from, Republic, Missouri, yeah. is the highest point in, in Greene County, Missouri. Really? Little known factoid Didn't there. know that. That's awesome. It's just a relative mountain around here, folks. You can see everything. <laughs> a mountain view, if you will. Yes. Even though the town I'm from is called Mountain View. There you go. And it just keeps there's no, really no mountains of view from there. But anyway, okay, <laughs> some hills. Um, so uh, we, the narrator talks. Uh, we, we see... Kevin Costner, I'm just going to call him Costner because this movie doesn't give him a name. 
<laughs> Later, some of the characters start calling him the Mariner. First rule of directing and yeah. producing and everything. Um, kind of in the first 30 minutes to an hour, you should probably give your character a name. Just, just throwing that out there. You would think that they, that they would do that. Not in this movie. He's just, uh, he's by himself for, at first, and you can tell he's a loner. He doesn't really like other people. He's having to collect all the, any sort of rainwater or evaporation stuff off of his sails to use his drinking water because, folks, the sea is all salt now. It's like the Martian. It is like the Martian. With um, yeah. uh, Matt Damon. Matt Damon, you know. Right. He's having another to, spoiler alert there if you haven't yeah. seen it. Um, uh, we have Cosmos uh, on the open sea. He does a little bit of, he dives down to get dirt. He has a bag of dirt that he goes and gets. Uh, I don't think you know that it's dirt until so later. So he's a dirt bag. He is a dirt bag. And he collects dirt bags. And uh, another dirt bag rolls up, and it's this random boat guy. And uh, while he's under the water, the random boat guy steals his limes. He has a little lime tree, which is good because if you're on the open sea, all these people would have scurvy at this point because there's no vitamin C around for them. Um, so uh, the guy steals his limes. They come up. They have some stupid conversation. And then in the distance, as the guy's floating away uh, with his sails up, uh, saying something snarky at him. In the distance, you hear, which is the key sound in the movie for the smokers. The folks. smokers! We're in- smokers! We're introduced to the smokers. And the smokers are a vile group, and later on you find that they're led by Dennis Hopper. But at this point, they kill a guy, the lime thief, and uh, he uh, dies, and Kevin Costner then floats away. Uh and he goes to, uh, he takes his bag, he does get the bag of dirt, and he goes to this floating city. The, the atoll, the, the, they the live atoll. On, they live on atolls. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, yeah. that's how they live above, yeah. Um, any of the floating cities are. Yeah, it did sound bad. Um, <laughs> it did sound bad, but it's an atoll. That's not atoll, yeah. it's atoll. I don't have my water I don't have my water world ease down yet, Dave. So, the floating city is there, and in folks, there's wouldn't be a currency, and this would just be random stuff. Apparently, we find out later it's cigarettes, but that's a whole other conversation. They go. Wait a minute. Yeah, it just occurred to me. Oh no, cigarettes play a prominent role in this movie. Kevin Reynolds, R.J. Reynolds. Coincidence? He. Maybe, maybe there's a family. Although my my nickname for uh, for Dennis Hopper in the, in this movie is uh, the Marlboro Maniac. So when I <laughs> when I when I refer when I refer to the uh, the antagonist uh, in this uh, movie, it's the Marlboro Maniac. He is the Marlboro Maniac. Um, so um, Costner uh, goes to the goes to the floating city. And uh, to trade things, because in this world, you would barter your way to success. And uh, he goes to trade this dirt. He wants to know how much they give him. It's like 68, whatever it is. I don't even know what he's trading. And he's on his way out. Well, there's a family there. And they're like, please, we'll give you anything if you will impregnate our daughter. Because they're all family. And apparently, he just looks like the kind of guy that they want to impregnate their daughter. And, uh, but at least they knew that was a problem. Yeah, they didn't want themselves to do it. So it's so awkward. It's the most awkward ever. Uh, <laughs> and so, so then he, um, so then he, uh, he says, "No, I'm not going to do that. I'm just not going to do that." Uh, they talk a little bit. Then they figure out he has gills behind his ears. So yeah, who saw that coming? Yeah, exactly. And so he, uh, so he's got gills behind his ears, and he 
and uh, so they're like, he's crazy. He must be here as a, no, no, no. They first are mad at him because he won't do it. And they're saying, well, what kind of crazy person wouldn't want to, you know, do this yeah. as he's been at sea the whole time. And um, so they're like, he must be like a he's smoker. he's in the Navy. You make it sound you like. You figure so. Well, that's what he seems like. He must be a smoker spy. And so we got to kill him. So their big fight breaks out. They end up locking him up in the, in the, uh, in the gulag, in this cage. <laughs> We meet Gregor. Which, wait, it's gu- Gulag. Um, it was, uh, uh, oh, that, I'm sorry. Uh, I was kind of uh, going back to that where we found out the, the, the language that they were speaking. Mm. Did we get to the language part? Did no, we talk about no, that? No, we're not. Yeah, there, there, was, there was some weird, when, when, uh, when our hero met the, the crazy guy out on the, out on the sea, uh, which is everywhere, um, then there was like a, a weird language that he was speaking P- to Portuguese. Portuguese, Greek, yeah. yes. Well, uh, whatever language that, and and you know, that was just kind of, a, uh, I don't know what what that meant or why they were even messing with that with the little subtitles. They could have just saved the trouble and just started with English right anything. off the bat. Could have been anything. Yes, could have been anything. Uh, so they lock him up uh, in the in the cage, and overnight we meet Gregor, who's an inventor, and he. It's not his daughter that, that lives with him. Uh, but it's a lady named Helen, and then they have a there's this little girl there named Il- Ilona. I, I I called her um, Canola. Can- <laughs> but what, what, it was kind of hard to understand. Enola. Enola. In- oh yeah, Enola. Like the Enola Gay um, airplane. I don't know where they got that. And maybe he flies. That's the way they named her that. Yeah. The Flying Fortress. I don't know. Enola is played by Deb from Napoleon Dynamite. Deb. Uh, uh, Glamour shots by Deb. And uh, what's strange about her, folks, is that she has a tattoo on her back. Is it a tattoo? Yes. Is it a birthmark? It's like a prophecy. It's, it's some sort of prophecy. Yeah. This, uh, she ends up being the key to the whole plot. What? Um, there's the we'll Give whole, this thing away. You don't yeah, want to give they're, this they're, they're, awesome they're, plot away, Dave. Yeah. Well, I already mentioned it the synopsis. You're fine. You can right. give away. <laughs> no one cares. So, yeah. So, uh, so, yeah, there's this, uh, this crazy tattoo. Everybody's like, Ooh, the mysterious markings. The what's and everybody's kind of after mark? her. Yeah, they had to and, kind of protect her. And she she likes to draw, so she's yeah. she's always making these drawings. It's like she sees things that no one else sees. Yes, visions, if you will, dreams, yeah. whatever. Yes, and so she has uh, kind of some kind of uh, inner thing. Yeah, uh, about the um, uh, uh, dry land. Wherever that may be, yeah. and 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 they can't. No one can figure. So this she's out. very valuable. She is very valuable. Um, she, uh, no one can figure this map out. Later on, when they do figure it out, it's like <laughs> it kind of looks like the out. Disney World insignia with the, like a the castle on top of a circle. I don't know. It's kind of maybe yeah. so. I don't know. I don't know. Is Paramount owned by Disney? Maybe that was. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, a so, tangent that I went out. It's Sorry. okay. It's okay. Uh, so she's got this tattoo, and uh, they she, Gregor. Just when you meet Gregor, you end up meeting this other this other group. Uh, Gregor goes and talks to uh, Costner, who's in the cage, finds out he's got webbed toes, finds out he's got uh, gills behind his ears. Are, are, you, are there more people like you? And he's like, you know, not wanting to be very friendly. And so the so, next... Go ahead. Yeah, we should, we should kind of go into uh, Gregor a little bit here because... Oh, yeah, talk um, about Gregor. Gregor is Michael Jeter's. Okay. Remember Michael Jeter's? Michael Jeter's was yeah, on... You're going to have to give about he was, three different yeah. characters that he right. is. And, and folks will <clears throat> hopefully figure out which, which ones they are. 
Yeah, and uh, I mean, uh, first of all, Michael Jeters is uh, on evening. He was from the show Evening Shade on CBS. Uh, played the assistant coach Herman Styles uh, uh, to Burt Reynolds' yes, character. Yeah, the Burt coach, Reynolds, right? The sexiest man in the seventies, of course. And yes, early eighties could produce. And I, I kind of thought he had like an Italian kind of hill folk Italian uh, accent I felt thing like going. He would have fit in on the Lord of the Rings somehow, maybe as yeah. a side character, maybe. Yeah. Ooh, what's the one? What's a ra- Ragadash? What's the one that uh, <laughs> the uh, the one that has the bunnies that uh, that takes the uh, cart? Someone's someone. Come on! Oh wow! Anybody? Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm my in the yeah. ho- he's in the Hobbit. Anyway, there go ahead. Go. Anyway, so uh, so Michael Jeters. He was also to those who are Sesame Street fans, Mister Noodle. Mm. So uh, Mister 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 Noodle from Sesame Street, Herman Styles from Evening Shade was. Gregor, yes, Gregor, yes. the inventor. The and inventor. Gregor, uh, we later kind of crazy. He has guy. a light. He has a light that he's that's got a generator. And, and who on. noticed that that was the that that was him? Dave, you noticed. I know. I well, and at first <laughs> I, I knew like, he looked familiar. Well, and I thought it, I thought you were talking about there's a little guy off of designing women, which who was I, the same producers as Evening Shade. So, but so they like they right. have they have an affinity for small kind of yeah. odd little actors. To throw <laughs> it's like Urkel for Urkel for older people, basically. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. All right. White so from Arkansas, right? Much like Urkel. All right. Um, so so uh, we meet Gregor. We meet Helen. We meet uh, what's her face? Uh, Deb, the little girl, uh, Anola. Canola. Canola oil, and uh, they've got, Helen is not the mother of Anola, but she. Is motherly, very to protective. Her. Yes, and very protective. Yes. The, she's like the she's like the the teenage aunt, yeah, or something. So the next the the day breaks. The, if there were birds, they'd be chirping. Everyone's having their morning coffee, or in this <laughs> world, their morning. I'm not sure what mud yeah. mud. No, they don't have mud even. So yeah. well, that's where they bury their dead in. But Some, uh, um, uh, sail filtered water. Yeah, exactly. Something. Exactly. Yes. Uh, fresh, great morning. To be alive on the atoll. <laughs> the best part of waking at, up is seawater in your sea cup. Seawater in your cup. And so we're treated with uh, the lookout guy on the bird's nest, or the uh, uh, looking through his bino- through his binocular uh, or maybe his telescope, and uh, the classic words that all Americans grow up knowing: smokers. <laughs> Why? Like. <laughs> And so, anyway, the smokers. You know, uh, that's that's sometimes what uh, what my wife says when she goes to a restaurant. <laughs> oh God! <laughs> she opens the door, smokers, and then the we thing, turn around and, and go lot, somewhere else where there's no smoking. And a lot. Okay, here's folk, here's why they call them smokers. You would think it's because they have they all have the green egg uh, smoker that they carry around with yeah. them, and they're always making hickory smoked meats, and everyone loves them. <laughs> no, 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 no. There's two reasons they're probably called smokers. It's because they all smoke cigarettes, which right. that's a whole other thing. So, or, and, and, or all their vehicles smoke right. because they use gasoline. They used another term also in the movie, slavers, smokers and slavers, and they seem to be the same people. They are probably the same people? Yes. They um, look like the same people because they're, like, they're, they're keeping all this slave labor to keep their, their ships going and, and their, their, cigarettes. their weapons. And Where their, are they getting these cigarettes? Yeah, their cigarettes. They have um, a tobacco farm at the bottom of their, uh, of their ships, there apparently. You go. Later in the movie, you find that... Paper in this world is a hot commodity. Yeah, folks. very valuable. Um, very valuable. Well, I mean, you'd think, you know, there's, it's, you know, it's not, there's not no dry land, so something as as fragile as paper would just disintegrate. 
However, the smoker's entire existence (laughs) is based on cigarettes. And I'm not talking about they've made their own cigarettes out of some random paper things they found. These are produced cigarettes, uh, obviously from our time currently, that are still dry and smokable, and they're out of packs. And they must not have known that all that smoke would contribute to the um, the the environmental problems that and they were maybe encountering the even then, and maybe that's yeah, the it's issue. just perpetuating but all the all the ice caps yeah, it, melting. If this is a hundred years in the future, which it's impossible that it would be a hundred years in the future, <laughs> these cigarettes would be horrible. They would just disintegrate and be somehow. This is this has got to be hundreds, if not honestly, if not thousands of years in the future. I mean, Kevin Costner has evolved gills in this movie. Gills. Yeah. Right behind um, his ear flaps. How? <clears throat> In that short a time. The world is a, an odd place. So, so so then we let let's 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 move to the one of my favorite parts. You have you have the smokers showing up and they're uh, I wrote down that they're like rogue navy seals storming the Norm- the Normandy beach. They've got these like bizarro world navy seals. <laughs> yeah. They've got these like sea do, you know, Gosh. things. And they're they're painted like uh, <laughs> flat black, like horrible matte, like gray paint they've got from, yeah. you know. Maybe they're in stealth mode. They are know. in stealth mode. Yeah. And my favorite thing was, too, and Phil, the, our producer, uh, pointed this out, too. <laughs> There's these perfect ramps. When, they, when, the, oh, yeah. when the smokers stormed this uh, floating city, they jumped these metal ramps <laughs> into the city on... <laughs> On water skis. Like, yeah, water skis. It's awesome. Like you went to the lake for the weekend. And Jumping the shark. Uh, you know, they, I mean, it just they literally really, jumped the shark. Really, yeah. yeah. And I like the I like the the hokey. What were those hokey? Um, those little boys that were waving flags. It was like they were directing traffic or yeah. or or yeah. trying to just tell send signals to the the, yeah. the Mad Max there may CD be, guys. Uh, and there may be a pecking order here. You yeah. may in the crazy smoker army. You may start out as a flag waver, and then you go to the uh, skier division, <laughs> and then if you survive, you become a sea do person, and then yeah. if you're really high in the ranking, you get to fly the plane around. There's only like one right. plane they have. Right. Who I think we, I don't know if he was, but Jack Black makes a not even a cameo because we don't know at this point yeah. in history, no one really knew who Jack Black was, but he's in the background. And one picture is really random. Anyway, so, so enters, I digress. Enter, enters Gregor. With yes. the floating contraption. And accidental. Jar Jar Binks-like scenario where he's in his workshop, oh, and they're shooting the machine guns, which are crazy, and Gregor falls into this lever and blows up his, uh, blows up his uh, uh, air balloon. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Gosh. Gregor. And, he's, and yeah, you know, I, I, think, I think now we know where um, the inspiration for the movie Up came from. Gregor. You know, Gregor. <laughs> Gregor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That was it. Oh, Gregor. So then we have the big escape scene, okay? Which, so, but I'm going to say this. The right. escape scene took way <laughs> too long. I kept looking yeah. and just like <clears throat> at the screen thinking, this is taking forever. But Michael Bay would have been proud. Lots of explosions. Lots and lots of explosions. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, no shortage of that. So um, uh, the, the guy creates a big hole by ramming um, the... Uh, Whatever it was, his is it a ship that he rammed into the, oh, the wall? Dennis Hopper's character, yeah, or the one of his minions or whatever. Yeah, it's a ship. I think I think they just 
yeah. drive a ship into the middle. And it's this old More scrap explosions. metal. Yeah, scrap metal wall. Lots of explosions. Lots of mushroom clouds, which, like, they're pouring, they obviously are pouring, like, gallons and gallons of gasoline into things to make those explosions, like the 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 explosion people, like, on, on the oh, yeah. special effects. Which then, there if is it on a, like, I read this where it's on a, like, Part of it was filmed in at sea. Part of it was filmed on like a set. But if you're doing that at sea, surely <laughs> the government would not like. No, no. You'd have to have a permit. You'd have to have a permit. Probably yeah, a couple permit. permits. So um, that then we get into the 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 big hero scene where <clears throat> excuse me where Costner is uh, doing all this epic climbing and jumping into the sails and jumping into the nets on his ship and yes. and uh, and and around the the floating city and um, uh, then all of a sudden we have uh, uh, once uh, they get like some cables uh, with a harpoon there's lots of harpoons and cables we're, in this we're movie at sea. very 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 lot you know a yes. lot of that so we're at um, sea. there has to be uh, harpoons right so so, uh, so the, shoots the harpoon into um, the uh, the one of the gunboats mm. that's attacking from from the Mad Max guys. So, right. Yeah. Uh, it is and Mad then Max it starts to drag him around, and, and he's he's he doesn't know where he's shooting, and because he's he, been shooting so long that the smoke yeah. from the guns has clouded his cool cool weird aviator glasses. Go- yeah. Goggles. Yeah. Right. So so then he starts firing on the friendlies and shooting his own guys. And uh, then um, Dennis Hopper <clears throat> yelling. Dennis Hopper, and then you have uh, is that where he is that where he gets his injury? Mm-hmm. He so so injury. he becomes then in in my notes the eye bleeding guy. Yeah. Okay. Dennis Hopper is the yeah. the Marlboro maniac eye bleeding guy. He goes from having two working eyes to being exploded by Costner, and now he's uh, now he's a cyclops. But but you notice all this all this time during the rest of the movie. When he has only one eye, mm-hmm. he whenever he takes a drag on his cigarette, he never misses his mouth. Well, he's talented. You notice that he you never don't misses the his dictator, mouth. Dictator, the smokers, Dave. No, without no, having. Talent. But you would think once or twice, the first time when you missing an eye again, he's you the might leader. miss the mouth. He's the leader of the smokers. Yep. I, yep. There's something to be said. He for probably that. created the name the yeah. smokers. <laughs> I, he found smokers. Smokers. He probably found the smokers. Uh, he, probably, he probably found the smokers. They were wandering around aimlessly on ships, not knowing what's happening. And he gave them purpose. They, they weren't should, even smokers. They should have had sm- smokers on the back of all their leather jackets. Oh, that jackets. would be awesome. That would, you know? that would have been great. Kind of a gang. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, there was like a, there's a whole um, uh, Mad Max meets Raiders of the Lost Ark meets Pirates of the Caribbean whole vibe here. So to have... And the soundtrack did not match up in this, in this part of the movie no. with the smokers. Which, unfortunately, you know, when you have um, um, James... Uh, Howard. Howard. Um, James Newton Howard. James Newt. Yes, James Newton Howard. Um, very well-known J-N-H. music producer. Uh, very well-known for musical scores and, and soundtracks. He did uh, almost all of M. Night Shyamalan's movies, Dave. Yeah, he's been around a long time. And um, done a lot of music, too. Yeah. So um, and you would figure. think with him right. in charge of the soundtrack... Yeah. It would have been a little more conducive to the well, scene. Let me tell you this little tidbit: the initial guy they brought in to do the soundtrack, he did it, and it had more of a tribal sound to it. Which, when I'm watching this, I'm thinking that makes sense for this, right? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Kevin Costner gets what he wants. He <laughs> this is literal. He calls in James Howard, James Newton Howard. They had about 
they had a, about 25, 30% of the original score done. And, he's, and they're like halfway through production. And they're like, no, 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 no. Bring in James Newton Howard. And so that's when you get the swashbuckling fight right. scenes with harpoons and sea yeah, it was really It was really kind of a, kind of a, a, a strange mix the way they did that. But exactly. talking about the, Af- the Africa thing, yeah. it was like, in part of it, it was like dances with wolves in Africa. Yeah, yeah. Only not nearly they as may good. Have, but they may have been floating over Africa, too, so there's <laughs> yeah, a shot. Yeah. Um, Kilimanjaro off in the distance. I, I thought, I, in my notes, I put this. Um, there's a lot of Mad Max ripoff stuff. The one positive about these smokers, though, they are, they are recycling freaks. And I think that if nothing else, there's irony in the fact that now in this world, we are forced, Dave, to recycle everything. Against our will, often. When we have to. Yeah. <laughs> and not recycling. Just kidding. We, not recycling. We love recycling. I have a recycling box outside my house. But Dave, not recycling is what got us in this in the That's first right. place. That's right. And now we're forced to. God <laughs> has forced us to recycle. <laughs> anyway, I digress. So, yo, let's, so, so Costner can swim great, by the way. In this fight scene, he jumps <clears throat> off his boat and then does a worker, 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 like a... Like a <laughs> <laughs> like a like a porpoise dolphin in the in the yeah. in the water, uh, and it's so awesome. And then he jumps. Patrick Duffy, man from yeah. Atlantis. Gosh, and so, he jumps uh, from the yeah. water onto the boat like flipper with legs. So then we get to the. Um, um, I mean, I know we're not moving very fast. It seems like we are, but um, of course. Uh, so the girl Helen, she's on the boat. Tells the little girl Canola to go down below or whatever. Uh, because she's going to offer herself she thinks, to Kevin Costner. Why though? Why did uh, she do this? I, for their life, in exchange for the, for him not throwing them overboard, not throwing the he wants to throw the little girl overboard to save, you know, uh, the boat's weight, rations, all that stuff. He wants to get rid of the the little girl because right. he's just kind of a heartless guy. He he's wants to get rid had, of the girl. He's survival. He right. only cares about survival. And then, and then, so, so the, uh, so, so the older she's one, real subtle Helen, too. yeah, she, real she subtle. Starts, starts dropping the clothes. She drops all of her clothes, like, yeah. like she pulled a string, yeah. and all of her burlap clothing <laughs> came right. off. Yeah, she, and, she tries to use her charms. In, in true, in, in true love, waits fashion. Kevin Costner uh, <laughs> says no. She takes, you know, she, it's probably not what he's thinking. He he says you have nothing. You have nothing. Her, I want. Oh gosh. All right. So um, yeah. Uh, yeah. So he apparently, I put in my notes, he apparently doesn't have fish eyes for yeah. uh, wah, wah. And, <laughs> and And so they both survive. They, they both become, okay, he's going to tolerate their existence and their, their company. He is to a point. But he worked real hard to save them, you notice, earlier did, back at the atoll. I don't think he wants, I, I, I think he deep down, now, I'm sure there's some side story that Kevin Costner in the director's cut tells, that he had a family of fish. <laughs> that he used to love, and that they were taken away like from Nemo. Him. Yeah, yeah, and they were and they were taken away from him by the current or something, or a shark. Is there a sea turtle involved? There's a shark and a sea turtle and Dory right. are involved, <laughs> and and they were taken away from him, oh. and and so then, and only then, he does not want to allow these people to melt his heart, his cold, fishy heart. Yes, um, the girl with the tattoo is there. Um, uh, she has the land on her tattoo. Did, did we hit the Peter Gunn music? That was a terrible point in the okay, movie. They went to, um, they, the, the next scene is they go to, they show the ship. Uh, Dennis Hopper's eye yep. is bleeding. Marble Mania. Yeah, they try to give him a wooden eye. It's like comic relief. They paint it up. 
uh, they get in, it, it's ship they were on. It, by the way, there is a sign, and I do remember this very, very, very first time I ever saw this movie. There's a sign that says Exxon Valdez on it. <laughs> and there is one. No way. It is the Exxon Valdez. This wow. is the Exxon Valdez. That's not a commentary. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, so wow. they, ha- they, they to get around the ship, uh, all right, on a starship, on a, like the Enterprise, you take uh, the turbo lift. On this ship, they take an old Cadillac-looking car, huge, <laughs> yeah. no Primer tires up. on it. Yeah, no tires on it. It's just on the wheels, and they just drive that thing around everywhere. Yeah. And it Down plays Peter Gunn like we're yeah, Peter like Gunn music like, like we're the Blues Brothers. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's just crazy. Anyway, so you go to that, and that's basically them just building up the bad guy to show him we're gonna get after that. We gotta find that girl with the tattoo because we can get all get on dry land. That's really the only plot for the whole movie. Floating around and trying to find uh, dry land. Back to the Costner catamaran. Uh-huh. Um, meanwhile. Yeah, meanwhile, back to the Costner catamaran. <laughs> Aquaman. <laughs> so um, um, he throws the little girl overboard. I don't remember what precipitates that action. Do you remember? She says. Oh, she starts smarting off. Yeah. Um, you know, saying things and he gets tired of it. So he throws her off like he threatened to do earlier. And uh, so, um, so Helen comes up and slaps him and says, she can't swim. Yeah. In a if world, you touch her again, you son of a... Yeah. And son of a fish. Son of a fish. In a world where there's only water, there's a person that can't swim. Are you kidding me? Yeah. You'd think by this time that she would have, you know, been taught. She's probably, what, 10 years old? <laughs> My phone just went off. I owe Somebody everyone, didn't turn I owe the everyone off. A, I owe everyone a soda now. All right. So... Um, so she can't swim. He drives the catamaran back around, picks her up. Uh, Helen gets angry, and you, you already say this. Yeah, slaps her, or slaps him. Yeah. And he repays her with? Oh, yeah. There's... The ultimate sacrifice <laughs> that a woman would say, don't cut my hair. Oh, no, no. Chops he, it off. He takes his knife and cuts. Right? It's this a really sharp knife. Cuts her hair off and... The little uh, girl's hair. And, yeah, and gl- glamour shots by Deb. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, Just not so glamorous now. Exactly. Even in, even in a non-shampoo world, oh, uh, no, it's no, still no, no. pretty bad. No, sea salt yeah. is not good for your hair. No. So. And then the Mad Max guys show up again, Skyboat this time with guns. They, they do show up. With the, with the plane They've thing. cracked him down, and uh, they're shooting at him. And uh, one guy gets killed with a harpoon from, uh, from uh, the Mariner. Uh, Costner, and but then the one the the girl ties up the ship with the the plane with the yeah she she shoots the harpoon and she doesn't realize that it's it's going to cause the the cable is going to start wrapping around the the uh, yeah. uh, the mast and and all the the yeah. the um, she saw, machinations of she of saw the ship. Empire Strikes Back she knows <laughs> if you want to take something like that down you got to connect it to something right. she just got it. Reversed, reverse. Sure, sure. It's a reversed. Right. Um, they, uh, it comes to a crashing halt. Uh, it tears up the ship a little bit. Um, next thing, and then the guy shoots. The guy shoots the cable, and the guy in the plane shoots the cable so that it cuts loose, and so he can get out. So of he there. can get out of there, and, and he escapes yeah. with the plane. And he later goes and tells uh, Marble Mar- 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 Maniac. Maniac that uh, he has seen them. And they are floating on the ocean. Right. You know, newsflash. Because we're all 
floating on the ocean in this world. Um, where were they? Oh, on the ocean. Okay, so... And then the weird guy shows up. Yeah, again. weird guy. And this is Tig. Or different weird guy. This is Tig from Sons of Anarchy, and he's obviously been out on the open ocean a long time because he's crazy. He tries to trade with Costner. Costner says, you can have 30 minutes with Helen. But he says. I'm not I'm just saying, folks. Right. 30 minutes with Helen. And so he takes her into the... But he's a the, perv, so he wants the girl, too. He's a weirdo, yeah. But he, luckily, Costner... He don't jive that way. Right. He's not going to let her do, let him do that. So he gets Helen down there. He starts to try to rough Helen up a little bit. Here comes Costner. And he uh, saves her. And uh, they end up killing, or she, he, Costner ends up killing Tig from Sons of Anarchy and takes the stuff off his boat. He's trying right. to look for resin. The whole por- 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 porpoise. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, the whole por- I like what you did porpoise there. Porpoise of this is so. He can find resin because their ship is taking on water down below. Right. And so they don't find any resin with TIG. Not rosin because that would be for bowling. Right. Or, or gymnastics. Gymnastics. Chalk up my hands. Right. Resin. Um, yeah. Um, and so next thing you know, they decide. It's a, the, that's when this, they go, he goes fishing for the sea monster by. We're hungry. Kind of, kind We're of so hungry. You've only saved yeah. our lives three times. Why don't you give us some food, too? He's like, <laughs> when I started this journey, I was by myself. I had enough water for myself to drink once a day. Yeah. I could catch all the fish I wanted because guess what? I am a fish and I think like a fish and there's no, there's no, no, no nothing holding me back. Right. And now I got he had it made. this girl and a woman telling me I what mean, to it do. It was like, it was like Christopher Cross. Sailing takes me away. I mean, he had it made. He, he had was, the greatest life. He did. His little flippers kicked back and his gills breathing that delicious air above the ground. Well, anyway. And here these women are, well, now they want stuff. He's like, you want fish? You're hungry? Let me show you what, how it's done. He ties a rope to his own legs. He leaps into the, into the water like flipper, and he swims. And this huge, gigantic mutant fish thing, I'm talking Moby Dick-sized fish. <laughs> it, was like from the, the, it was like the creature from Tremors it or something. It was huge. Yeah. Uh, the mouth opened in four directions. <laughs> and he basically lets himself be eaten, but then he shoots the harpoon and kills it. And yeah, so next from scene, the inside of the yes, monster. From the inside of the belly of the beast. Jonah. Right. Jonah. And then, it, then it's hibachi time. Yeah, it is hibachi. And he grills out right there on the boat. And uh, it's delicious. They're all Deb, Deb from uh, Alo, what's it, Anola. I always get her name wrong. <laughs> Canola. Ano, C- Canola. They're chowing Canola down. On there. They're eating. They're loving this fish. Yeah, way to go, man. Way to go. So, uh, long story short, um, they that's that's when they have the the nice soft music intimate conversation without the kid around um talking about the girl talking about her tattoo soft music dialogue is low you know the moonlight mm-hmm. talking mm-hmm. N- nothing more than that just they that's kind of the that's kind of the introspective they run into part of the movie then they They're, the next thing that you see don't they get to that island thing that looks like a big tree thing it's a floating he, he teaches canola to swim first yeah that's what it is right yeah and then and then uh he, they get to that mm. island and uh they have the people there that speak Greek, <laughs> but they don't they're not really there because the smokers have have killed them and taken over the island right and uh are trying to lure them in he looks under his underwater tele uh periscope Smokers! Smokers! And so the smokers are trying to attack. He luckily and, ship, and gets out of there. those sea-do things that they have are really, they must be really waterproof, um, waterproof because they, they come flying out of the water, running 
like they have yeah, they're not, motors. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're yeah. not they're, they're not at all uh, <laughs> they're they're not at all hindered by being underwater for seemingly mm, ever ever to trick yeah. them. Yeah, right. So, uh, what a dumb movie. How are they breathing under there? Like, I don't understand. So, so with the big battle scene again. So a big battle scene again. They escape. Uh, they blow up some things, and then the next thing we know, they're out on the open ocean, and he's and she's like, "I can't wait till we get to dry land." He's like, "Dry land's a myth. You want to see some land? I'll show you. Get yeah, this well, diving are, bell. What do these marks mean? Yeah, exactly. He's trying to get to the bottom of the, he, the whole thing with the and girl. And he's really confused and conflicted. And now he's getting angry. Getting this diving bell. I'll show you some land. So he gets in the he get, puts her in the diving bell. He swims her to the bottom of the ocean, which actually is a city in ruins. And there's, she doesn't get the bends. I mean, oh, I think it's fine. It looks like hundreds of feet that yeah, they go down. Way. They come up fast too, and um, and so she's like, and I didn't he's understand. Sifting, he's sifting. He's showing the he's soil showing the in his hand as if it's yeah. dry, yeah. which makes no, no sense, sense at all. No. At all. No. And so they get to the point. Uh, they, they, they get they get up to the top of the water, and the sea. I showed told you it would be that way, and they get on back on the ship. But who's who's commandeered the boat, Dave? Smokers! Yeah, smokers. And so the smokers have come into the boat, and we are stuck with more smokers, and they kidnap the girl. That's right. So now we're, now we're left in the part of the movie, of all movies that do this where someone's kidnapped. They've got to figure out a way, and we don't know how to figure it out. And there's no help. There's no well, way around it. But who comes and to the rescue? Mouth to mouth respiration first. Oh, like, underwater. When they're, they're, oh, to they're, hide out underwater. They, yeah. they hide, they're hiding out. Costner and Helen, they're hiding out underwater, waiting until the smokers get away. And then he says, I'll breathe for the both of us, because she says, I can't breathe underwater. And he does his little gill thing and starts basically kissing her to allow her to breathe. Watching and, in slow motion. Take my breath away. Nice. Berlin. There you go. So... um they finally pop back up out of the water and they're they're not frantic because the girl has been kidnapped instead they decide that now they want to have adult relations and they do they smooch up a little bit there uh, on top of the water too anyway but then they they are worried though what's going to happen and then who shows up though at this point gregor and his flying contraption shows up (laughs) Um, well first he finds the trunk with the national geographics and stuff and I don't really know for sure what the point of that oh, was. Oh, there's an ad in there for China um, Airlines. Ah. And it has some Japanese yes. symbols on it. And the, you know, not Japanese. <laughs> it's <a> Chinese. <laughs> it has some Chinese symbols on it. And Confucius say that they were able to find, they were able to find the answer they were looking for using National Geographic and China Airlines. Of course. This episode brought to you by China Airlines. <laughs> um so, so yeah, old Italian guy Michael Jeter shows up. Yeah, and so he on shows his flying up contraption. flying contraption. Flying contraption. They somehow get whisked away to the island people ship. Yeah, we kind of we were we were talking about something going on, and but it was we kind of missed what happened. So it was fast how that happened. Yeah, didn't waste any time. No way. And um and so these were other refugees from the atoll. Yeah, Costner. They're all like, you can't go out and find those smokers. They're they're the toughest group you've ever seen. And he's like, like he doesn't know that by he's now. He's like, I'm Kevin Costner. I can do whatever <laughs> I want. I'm I got the Guardian. Guns. I got a cool trench coat on now for some reason, and I'm gonna go marching into the smokers' hideout. So he takes and the sea dew to the big boat. To the big and boat. There are thousands of people. It seems like on the boat, 
And uh, as a good, it's like an aircraft carrier size crowd. I think it's the Valdez. Um, yeah. I mean, you almost see George W. Bush saying "Mission accomplished." Mission accomplished. And um, like any good dictator would do, Dennis Hopper. The next scene you see, he's addressing his people and talking about progress and baiting them with uh, treat meat. And uh, and he says, "Dry land is not just our destination; it is our destiny." Yeah. Woo! Four more years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he throws him some marbles down. And they, right. And and uh, and uh, the spam cans say um, uh, "smeat," S M E A T. Yeah. And again, just gonna go out on a limb here and say that's <laughs> five to six hundred, maybe a thousand year old meat in that can. Yeah. I don't think even that meat's. Gonna it wasn't. Uh, the cans weren't like uh, bulging from bacteria or anything. Oh God. So somehow they were kept really dry uh, in a dry, safe so place. So many plot holes in this place. Uh, you know, with, with all the water around. It's so right. bad. And um, so then we get to um, the giant oars, and they start rowing. Mm-hmm. And the guy says, you know, hey, we're just faking it. Anyway, he tells his henchmen, we're just faking it. They don't, you know, they don't know where we're going. They're it, just following orders uh, anyway. They'll, 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 uh, they'll row a thousand miles yeah. for the next month. For cigarettes and for, smeat. Yeah, for smeat, yeah. Uh, so anyway, they've stolen Enola. They're talking to her. They're trying to get information out of her. Costner shows up. The gentleman guppy. The gentleman. Oh, he shows up and he goes, wow, I'll be darned. It's the gentleman guppy. That's, That's what, what they call him. Dennis Hopper says. Yeah. Costner then threatens, said, you let that girl go or I'm going to drop this flare down in this oil. It's an it's the oil well that's on the ship that this old, there's an old man on patrol in the oil well. It's just really cruel for them to do that to the old guy. Yeah. I feel bad for him. Um, anyway. You see his glasses? Yeah. When they showed the yeah. flames coming towards him? That, was, that was actually a good scene. That was a good scene. And he said, <laughs> one, of, one of what the few in this he, movie. Uh, well, okay. So uh, Costner drops the flare in the oil well of the ship because uh, he, he doesn't fake. He's, he, oh, no. He's, there's no bluffing in this man. That's right. He is that He doesn't bluff. That and that's what the little girl says. He doesn't, he doesn't bluff. bluff. And so he drops the flare in there. Uh, and the whole ship starts you know, to You notice explode. the little girl has more stones than anybody else in this movie? She doesn't know any better. No. She's, she's youth, awesome. She's a rock. knows no She should have been the star. She was the star. You're right. She was the star. She was the focal point of the movie, I she guess. Was. Yeah, you're right. She was. Um, and so uh, uh, Costner zips down the zip line scene, which actually yep. was pretty cool. Grappling hooks. This part, this part of the movie was cool because the action scenes in it were really solid. Mm-hmm. Lots of explosions. Yeah. Lots of zip lining. And you know, I mean, they, they put a lot of mo- a lot of moolah into this. Except budget. for the fake green screen explosion type scenes Some that, of that look like they were from Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And, th- and it was 1995. I guess I, I get, we've already done that. <laughs> we've done that on shows before where we try, I've tried to give an excuse to films. But this is post-Jurassic Park. So really, I'm just saying, if, if you can make dinosaurs come to life, you can make... Was it? Just barely, maybe. 93. 93 okay, is when... so a couple years, and Actually, yeah. maybe... Yeah, it was 93. Yeah, anyway. So, um, really... Lots of harp- harpoons, grappling hooks, ropes, and then the balloon appears again. Yep, and the balloon... With uh, Michael Jeters and Helen. And they um, save Enola because uh, Dennis Hopper gets exploded, right? Yeah, he uh, the plane crashes. Oh, the the, yeah, the the Marlboro maniac tries to take off with the little girl. Mm-hmm. Um, so Costner foils that plan. They crash. <laughs> he grabs the girl. They're trying to get off the boat, um, and then um, um, 
there's a rope involved. I remember that much. And uh, so the balloon is taking off. They're holding on to the rope. They finally get climbed up onto the and the um, Marlboro maniac tries climbing the rope behind him and he gets kicked and hit with something. So he falls down to his death, presumably. And then uh, so uh, at that point, they're all in the balloon and, and everything appears to be better. Well, then, nope. Marlboro Maniac still alive. Yeah, he's hard to beat. He is very hard to beat. He's hard so to he's, beat. he's sitting on a sea dew and he's he's got a gun and he shoots up at the balloon and uh, uh, bounces off the the basket. But it's enough to uh, to cause Canola to lose her her grip and her you balance fall into and the she water. falls way down hundreds of feet into the ocean. So yeah, there's is, there she is waiting yeah. for uh, the 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 maniacs to come get her and right yeah and and uh, while meanwhile Costner and Helen and um, Michael Jeters are all waiting helplessly above and uh, trying to figure out what to do. So she's in the water. The sea are coming for her. All hope appears to be lost. So what, is, what does our hero do? He grabs the rope, ties it around his ankle, yep. and he says, secure the other end of the rope. And, and it's a j- rope, folks. Yes, it's a rope. Remember, it's a rope. Yes. He jumps, he jumps off, and he's, he's diving Several hundred feet, it appears, yeah. from the balloon basket down yeah, to the ocean really and grabs the girl bungee cord style yeah. and just <laughs> bounces back conveniently right. right back up and you know starts climbing back up. So um, then, of course, this is one of the, the terrible parts is uh, you mentioned, why don't you tell it, because you, you said it very well. Oh, I love about it. the mushroom the, cloud. Well, and here's the thing, is the, uh, the sea-doo usage in this movie, the uh, <laughs> water ski usage in this movie, t- tops the scale of any sea-doo yes. water ski use of any movie in the history of man. There's That's no right. other movie that has more sea-doos in it. The three bad guys, including Dennis Hopper, are all converging on Enola, on Enola in the water. They bungee cord her out, but... I guess they were just going to kill her? I mean, think about this. They're going full speed at her. Yeah. It's a triple I guess explosion. The idea was just to crush her, but I yeah. don't think that would have helped. Anyway, they run headlong into each other, and there's a mushroom cloud that would make <laughs> I don't I, I, it would make any um, Michael Bay Michael jealous. Bay, yeah, he would be very jealous about this uh, yes. mushroom cloud. Yes. And really uh, next the really the rest of it is they're all in the, the basket. They've looked at her back. They've figured out, oh, wait, north on her back means south. Now we understand. It's like it took you that long, Gregor, to figure this crud out. So they fly. So they go to Jurassic Island. They go to what well, looks like Jurassic Island, which could be Mount Lush, Everest. It could green, be green, beautiful Fresh Flowing water. rivers, fresh water. waterfalls. They found dry land. It's paradise. But dry land is not a place for the mariner. No. He must. He hears the siren, the siren call. call of the sea. Yes. I must go where the winds blow. He should have said that. That would have been great. <laughs> he tells Enola, I must go. This is not for me. This place doesn't move right. I'm going back to the ocean. Where I can find. Please my, don't go. Where I can Please find. Please don't go. Oh, it's okay, Enola. I must find my family that was killed by that shark. <laughs> I will avenge their deaths. I will find the shark in Waterworld 2. Return and, of the Moon. I will, I will let him swallow me and blow him up from the inside ah, and, punch my and way barbecue out of it. him. Dave's post apocalyptic tip. tip, 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 tip. 
So, so I have some takeaways from from the movie that that I I think that anybody really that watches the movie is going to kind of uh, walk away with these valuable lessons. Um, if you are, <clears throat> if you're the post-apocalyptic good guys in in Waterworld, uh, in this world, number one, always, always make sure. You have plenty of airtight containers, pontoons, and miscellaneous flotation devices because you never know when your catamaran is going to get ransacked right by you know the crazy it Mad Max guys. Uh, number two, always leave the kids behind if and when you decide to have adult relations on a on a boat. Dear Lord. Okay, and and number three, this is very important. Always have plenty <clears throat> have plenty of those. Uh, what do they call those. Uh, um, Car- carbiners, um, oh, carabiners, carabiners uh, for rope climbing and grappling because um, apparently um, that was that was really that's a big deal in the post-apocalyptic yeah, water you said, world. You almost said <clears throat> apparently that was no 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 yeah. <laughs> this is the future right Folks, so get used to it <laughs> yeah was this is, is will our be. future so so now if you are one of the bad guys in the post-apocalyptic water world. <clears throat> Always make sure you wear protective eyewear. We saw from our, our protagonist that, that was, that's a valuable lesson. You might poke your eye out. Right. You just might have your eye yeah, poked out or, or do it yourself. Or gouged. N- number two, always keep a henchman around to have bolt cutters handy for those harpoon cables. you got to have them. You have to because you never know when somebody's going to wrap something around your plane you know, fuselage I, we or are, whatever. We're talking and, the most harpoons. We've got sea news in this yes. movie, and we got harpoons. It's very harpoon heavy. Big this time. movie, right? The harpoon and, union and, is excited about you know, this movie. The the most <laughs> valuable lesson, the most valuable lesson, if you're a bad guy in a post-apocalyptic water world, is always put away your grappling hooks that are just lying around because Kevin Costner has a knack for finding grappling Absolutely. hooks and, and 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 miscellaneous hooks and things to to you know. Travel on his ropes and, totally. and swing around on. And, He's gonna. Yeah. So I if like you're a bad it. guy, put those back where you found them. Those are tips from Dave. That's right. In a post-apocalyptic world. Water world. In a water world. These are tips to live by. I like it. I like it, Dave. Yeah. Well, that's our movie. Dave, we're going to rate it. It was this. a horrible movie. It was a horrible movie. It was a great, good pick. It was entertaining to watch just for the sheer... Um, Reflecting on how much money was spent on this movie, it, been spent a lot of other it was it was by a very accomplished. Oh, he's done a lot of big guy, things. Kevin Costner, yes. uh, Michael Bolton. Um, he, he has done when a man Field, loves a woman, Field of Dreams, yeah, Bodyguard. I mean, you can look, rattle off the <laughs> right. He's done a lot of big movies. Yeah, big time. This so, one was not right. Anyway, this I mean, one it was big, but it just fizzled. yeah. And and you know, poor guy. He tried. I guess it was his big action. Gave it his movie. best Maybe shot. This was his big action movie. Yeah. Right? It um it was you know, he 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 tried to swim but he sank. He did sink. <laughs> Rate this movie, Dave, one to five. I would have to give it about a three point nine oh. to a four point three. Oh, a sliding somewhere a in sliding that, scale. Yeah, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's very good. That's very precise. That's the most precise anyone's ever <laughs> rated a movie here. Um uh, anything you want to plug? Anything you want to pitch? Um, a, plug a, anything a, a, at all? You mean like a like a boat that leaks? You don't want to plug, plug that. No, you, you, you do want, want to plug. You that. want to plug that, but anything you want right. to plug? Anything at all? Um, anything. Just remember, 
Um, always use your flotation devices um, and uh, uh, carry plenty of fresh water. Well, yeah, and how about this one? An, an ounce of preven- <laughs> prevention is worth a pound of cure here, people. Listen, walk to work. This, this, these ice, this ice melting was caused by something. Yeah. Walk to work. Never fly in a jet, ever. And the only don't smoke. Th- don't smoke. Don't own cattle. Because they'll cause <laughs> problems too. Do, if you want to fly, it has to be a hang, a hang glider because it doesn't create any emissions. Okay? We, don't, we want to prevent the world from being what a this water is. world. A water world. That's how, really, today yeah. was just really a PSA. And, and, you know, actually, God promised that he would not drown the earth again, not cover the earth in yeah. water. Yeah. So uh, we didn't see any rainbows in this movie. Um, but uh, we can remember that too. This is weird. That, yeah, yeah. Maybe this is weird. That that is weird. Mm-hmm. Huh. But of course, there was some dry land left, so I guess it technically uh, right, was not completely right. and he didn't covered. Have to build an archy archy in this one. That's either. right. Yeah. No. Uh, that's pretty awesome, Dave. Thank you. <laughs> it was enjoyable. It's great. Perfect. Um, all right, guys. Thanks for downloading the horrible movie and podcast. Make sure everybody uh, shares this uh, with their friends. Put it on their Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Um, have fun with this because uh, this is this is a good time that uh, that Jack has here with the horrible movie it. podcast. It's awesome. Thank you, Dave. That's a nice pitch. I try. You're awesome. Um, so the horror movie podcast, guys. Thanks for downloading it. Uh, keep downloading the horror movie podcast. You can go to our website, thehorrormoviepodcast.com. We're on Twitter at one horrible movie. All right. So guys, thanks for thanks for coming out. Uh, on the count of three, we're going to send you off with one. Final tidbit of information about a post-apocalyptic world you want to avoid. Smoke We're glad you came out and listened to our podcast. If you want to, if you want to get a subscription, uh, it's only one ninety nine per month, and that gets you unlimited access to all the great uh, podcasts. You can listen to a Water World, a real true story. You can listen to uh, the Horror Movie Podcast on seven twenty a.m. seven twenty a.m. there in Pomona, Missouri. If you want to listen to it, uh, come on out. And right after the Bluegrass Hour, that's the Horrible Movie uh, Podcast Show, only on 720 AM. Thank you.